BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on Major League Baseball Trade Deadline Day. I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock as we're following the latest that could potentially affect the fantasy baseball season as it continues all the way through September. Davis, naturally, this is one of the more exciting days in sports. Of course, anytime players get traded from one spot to another, definitely, I, I think, moves the radar quite a bit for sports fans. And then obviously, for anyone who is playing in what we would call a season-long fantasy baseball league, you're sort of on pins and needles a little bit because things can change. We just saw a closer traded, so naturally saves go the other way. And uh, and that's that's really a critical part for some of the discussion that we'll have here on the show today. Yeah, I mean, I think probably reacting to closer situations is going to be the biggest thing that's going to impact your fantasy baseball team. Now, obviously, there are going to be some guys who run into a little bit of extra playing time. You know, Estuary Ruiz got traded to be an everyday player yesterday. He's, you know, owned in you know, 15 team leagues, probably not owned in all 12 team leagues. But the, the biggest news that's going to affect, you know, the NFBC main event and some of these big fantasy baseball contests is definitely going to be who gets moved as a closer, who steps in as a closer. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the Milwaukee situation where Devin Williams is theoretically being promoted, but sometimes guys like that stay in the setup role because Devin Williams is, is maybe the best setup man in baseball. Maybe they give someone else a cracker. I doubt it, but you know, right. maybe worth a couple fab dollars to find out. So for fantasy baseball, that's what we care about. But you know, obviously we're, we're all waiting for Soto to get traded. We want to hear a <laughs> report on Otani. Like that's, that's what we really want as baseball fans yeah it looks like Otani's staying put so we're not going to hear much on him but Soto does seem to be trending like a possible trade and uh, at least the same reports that all of you were following are the ones that I'm following here on Soto I got nothing extra for you on that Dodgers Padres maybe the Cardinals those are the three teams and of course if Soto does play his last if he has played his last game and does end up with any of those teams for those of you on the wagering side who are listening or watching on Sports Grid. Naturally, you're going to see a 20-cent bump on whoever ends up getting Juan Soto later today. That's where we'll begin here with our headlines. The Major League Baseball trade deadline is coming fast and furious. 6 o'clock Eastern tonight. Some big names still to be moved. Josh Bell is another name on the Washington Nationals. I don't think there's any scenario that Bell is a national after 6 o'clock Eastern. That's a pretty big name. Maybe switching leagues or even staying within the division. We will have to see. Jacob deGrom, all eyes will be on him for the New York Mets. He makes his season debut tonight. He hasn't pitched in a year. What he will do for the Mets is obviously fantastic if he can stay healthy. Speaking of health, Cowboys lose wide receiver James Washington, suffering a fractured foot in training camp. So Davis was correct. Injuries will happen, and here we go. And Rams wide receiver, former Gator, uh, in my heart for sure, Van Jefferson going to miss a few weeks after surgery. So I, I guess we can kind of start uh, – Let's start from the back here with fantasy football, and then we'll work our way back to baseball here a little bit. So uh, James Washington, I feel like the Cowboys have some options there, so that's not particularly one that moves the needle all that, that much for me. But Van Jefferson was like an emerging guy with the Rams, and and naturally, you know, everyone is going to pivot over and wonder what, you know, where Odell Beckham Jr. is, but naturally he is, is out, and even if they did sign him, he's not going to be able to play for a period of time. Uh, Rams, of course, moved Robert Woods out the door last year, too. So what do you think that this means for them? Because that's a really good offense. 
Yeah, so right now the reports are that uh, Bennett Skoronek, the guy who was playing in them for the playoffs last year, rotating in with Odell Beckham, he right now is ahead of last year's second-round pick, Tutu Atwell. Atwell was an incredible college player at Louisville, but uh, you know he weighs about 160 pounds soaking wet, so it remains to be seen what his role is going to be at on offense. They had uh, a converted tight end from USF, Jacob Harris. He played tight end in college. Is going to transfer to wide receiver at the NFL. I, I kind of went the other way, though. You know, I don't really think much of a needle is going to move for fantasy here with the Rams, but it feels like there's a huge opportunity for someone on the Cowboys because as of right now, CeeDee Lamb is the only wide receiver on their roster who has caught a touchdown from Dak Prescott, right? Jalen Tolbert is a rookie. They have TJ Basher, an undrafted free agent. They have Noah Brown. They have, you know, just some of these rotational guys. They seem like the most logical destination for Will Fuller at this point. Uh, We did actually Mm. just get a report, which means that Will Fuller's agent finally woke up from his stupor and sent out some texts because we got a report that uh, a couple teams, the Browns and the Cowboys, are looking at bringing Fuller in for a workout. But the Cowboys need to do a trade. They, uh, you know, I think they probably should have been in on Julio Jones because I I don't think you can go into the season with a three wide receiver set of CeeDee Lamb, uh, third round rookie Jalen Tolbert, and a giant question mark at your third wide receiver. You know, the Cowboys led the NFL in points scored on offense last season. They had, you know, these three amazing wide receivers and subtracting, you know, because Gallup is not going to be back until week five, probably at the earliest. So I think they pretty desperately need to make a move there. Yeah, I did. I did see somewhere. Maybe it was just some internet rumor, but I saw uh, Corderell Patterson's name um, attached to the Cowboys. I, I don't know if that moves the needle at all for you, but I mean, didn't even play a lot of receiver to be honest with you. He's been playing running back over the last couple of years, but maybe that's like a hybrid type option for them. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So uh, rest of the show here, we got fantasy baseball, of course, in the focus. We got the trade deadline coming up in the crosshairs. So. Davis and I are going to go through all of these trades one by one. Any updates that happen during the show, we'll have them for you as well. So stay on the grid as we continue on here on the Major League Baseball trade deadline, August 2nd, 2022. Craig, Mish, Davis, Maddock, we got you here till noon Eastern, and then I'll be back with more baseball trade deadline stuff at 2 o'clock Eastern on Newswire. We'll be right back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid, 11-12 Eastern, which means we're just a few hours away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Some things are definitely going to shift in terms of odds and obviously for your fantasy baseball team. And then, Davis, as soon as this day is done, I can take a deep breath. We will recap it all tomorrow for you here on the show, and then it is football full steam ahead for me. But uh, very tenuous few hours here. I, I think last year during this time we were on the show and, and I actually got, like, news of a trade and, like, did it. <laughs> 
from the show was very difficult to do on the air. But uh, nonetheless, we'll find out today together. Yep, we will. Uh, we'll figure out. You know, I mean, it. Uh, they're the the biggest name that is potentially going to be moving today is, of course, Juan Soto. We are all on Juan Soto watch. We will see if that ends up happening or if it doesn't. Actually, I've I, I heard, and I don't know if this is any true or not, but uh, apparently the Cardinals are at least semi interested. Now it's it's odd for me to imagine. You know, generally speaking, the Cardinals do not make big moves in season. They make their you know Arenado, Goldschmidt. They do those acquisitions in the off season. Mm-hmm. Adding adding Jose Quintana for like no money is a much more Cardinals in season type Agreed. move. But that, I, I guarantee. I'll, I'll tell you this: If they trade for Juan Soto, I will go. I will go to a game. I will. I will suit up. Wow. I will be there to go watch Juan Soto play. I will go to a wow. baseball game in August if they get Juan Soto. Hey, listen! Last year, the Cardinals got your favorite player, John Lester, at the trade deadline. Don't sell him short, Davis. Come on now. We still still have some time to go. Still have about seven hours to go. All right, let's let's uh, let's re uh, review some of the deals that have happened thus far and see how they affect fantasy. We have yesterday, after we left the show, the San Diego Padres acquiring Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. Hader, obviously the premier closer in baseball. Maybe Edwin Diaz has passed him a little bit, but Hader is still unbelievable, let's be honest. Taylor Rogers goes to Milwaukee, and Taylor Rogers Davis, April, May, June, you could make the case he was the best closer in baseball at that time. And, then, and I don't know what happened in July. He just like really fell apart. He'll move to the eighth or even the ninth inning with Milwaukee. Denelson Lamette, once upon a time, was was a very highly touted guy in fantasy. We thought 150 innings, 200 strikeouts, injuries have really crushed him. Uh, Robert Gasser is a prospect. Esteri Ruiz, it feels like, honestly, Davis, the Padres called up Ruiz to give him an audition for another team because they're moving him to Milwaukee. And I feel like he's kind of an extra guy at this point. I think like a dynasty league, he'd be a great guy to add. I don't know that he plays every day with the Brewers at the time being as they have Yelich in the outfield. And they have Hunter Renfro's having a good year in the outfield. They have McCutcheon. They're not going to sit the vet. You know how that would go in the clubhouse. That ain't going to happen. So uh, Padres look like they're kind of going for it here a little bit, but this is not enough. Like if they just do this, this is winning them nothing. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, kind of the kind of the reason you make a move for an elite closer like this, it, the way I've always kind of understood it is not that, oh, you know, we're going to lock down the regular season, right? We're going to win an extra five games in the regular season because we added this guy. It's so that when you get to the ninth inning with the lead in the postseason, no one's coming back, right? You just, you shut that door. The game ends at eight innings instead of nine innings. And then, I, you know, if you kind of look at the National League standings, you're like, well, does it really make that much sense? Because they're definitely not winning the division. They are 11 games back of the Dodgers right now. They are ahead of the Cardinals. And they, so, so really it's kind of, I suppose it's them versus the Phillies for that second wild card, but also, you yeah. know, the diet, the, the giants are pretty good, right? So like, it's like, and, and, you know, if the giants get a, a three game sweep against the Padres, then all of a sudden these are, you know, those standings get a lot closer right now. The giants, you know, like they never spend any money at the deadline. So I, I guess, I guess we will see. I mean, I, I kind of like trades like this. Cause it's like, well, did the Padres win the trade? Did the Brewers win the trade? This is a bad trade for the Brewers. This is a bad trade for the Padres. Like, that's kind of interesting. I mean, for me, all I really care about is I would love for Estuary Ruiz to find everyday playing time for the Brewers, right? Um, and and you're right, you know, they're they're not going to bench a veteran. But, they, you know, between the three outfield spots and giving McCutcheon some DH, they should be able to find, you know, a fair amount of plate appearances for him. And, and obviously the only reason I care is he is on my NFBC main event team, and I would love to get – 20 stolen bases from him the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, he'll, I mean, you could, you know, play one, you know, twice, three times a week, steal bases, come in for guys and run. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I could, I could see that happening for sure. All right. A couple of other trades, notables that affect fantasy. Let's get to these. So uh, to me, the biggest one of them all is, uh, you know, the Houston Astros getting better at the catcher position with Christian Vasquez. Obviously that's huge for them. That's been a real big problem for them. Clearly they could not pay the price on, on Contreras, I wonder what his price was that he has not been moved. Trey Mancini, wow, you talk about an ad to Houston. That is a big ad for them. And they also get Jaden Murray in a deal where uh, Jose Siri, who just was not going to play in, in Houston, he goes to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, what does he do? Davis probably makes him an all-star, right? Uh, Chance McDermott also leaves. So does Emmanuel Valdez. He goes to Boston. And so does Wilver Abreu goes to Boston too. And then Boston also acquired Tommy Pham yesterday, Davis. I did not see 
that one coming. I'm not even sure where, where he will play the rest of the season. It looks like Boston's doing some buying and some selling at the same time, but I did not see Tommy Pham being an acquired asset at the deadline, but here we are. Yeah, who wants to who wants to acquire that guy? You know, it's almost it's almost fantasy football season, right? We're we're 36 days away from the start of the NFL and you're acquiring Tommy Pham. Feels like yeah, feels like we're shaking up the market a little bit. Um now the Mancini acquisition by the Astros, I mean this is brilliant, right? They are playing. I actually didn't know this until yesterday. I don't know how this escaped me. Yuli Gurriel is 38 years old. I mean, I I would I mean, I knew he was a veteran, but 38 years old. It's like well, you get Trey Mancini in there. Trey Mancini is way better. I mean, he can play yeah. first base. He can DH, um, you know, and he just, he's good against, obviously he's great against lefties, gives them another right-handed bat in there. Like, he's just, he's just way better, right? I mean, that just, and, and also another weird thing is the Astros in this entire run of being this great team in the AL West, they win the world series, you know, they, they're, they win, they win the division all these times. They've never had a good catcher. Like this whole time, go back and look at all the guys that they've had catching for them. You know, Martin Maldonado, Jason Castro. Uh, they have some. They have some AAA guy who's actually having to play right now because they have some injuries there. So, and Vasquez is like, I mean, you know, Vasquez is not an All Star, but he's a, a league average catcher at worst. Right. So, I I think that these are all pretty decent acquisitions. I mean, the Astros they're always going to be good at the deadline, right? It's just kind of it's just kind of what they do. Yeah, and I don't think they're done. I think that you're going to see more coming from them as well. Uh, Atlanta Braves made a couple of trades. We'll get to that here in a second. But two contract extensions also went out yesterday. Uh, Austin Riley signs a 10-year contract over $200 million with the Atlanta Braves. Joe Musgrove Davis, who would have been a free agent at the end of the season, gets a five-year, $100 million contract, which shows you two things. Number one, great move for the Braves to lock up Riley. Number two, I don't know how great Joe Musgrove is. I know he's having a great season. He's had a couple of really good seasons, but I think free agency and when you're going to be a free agent is probably more important than how good you actually are. No disrespect to Joe Musgrove, by the way, but great spot for him to be coming up on free agency having the year he's having. Yeah, huge move. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, congratulations to Joe Musgrove for getting the bag. I, I think this is a very shrewd deal for Austin Riley and for the Braves. I mean, obviously, Austin Riley is not going to complain about getting $212 million. But, you know, the the AAV on that deal for 10 years, and I mean, look, look, you know, the salary cap is going to continue to escalate. These leagues keep making more money. This is a big deal in the NBA where it's like you, if you sign a guy to a five-year contract right now in the NBA, it's like, it's like a huge slam dunk. Well, same thing in baseball, getting Austin Riley cost controlled for 10 years. I, you know, kept the, the long contracts in baseball, a lot of the times, you know, for the first base DH types, it, it kind of goes the other way, but it feels like this is going to be a huge positive value contract for the Braves for uh, at least six or seven years. And then we'll see what happens on the back end. Yeah. So now they have, Albies and they have Riley and they have Acuna locked up pretty much for the next decade or so. And so no complaints for them. They're going to have a core group of players. Like Atlanta's always has this core group of guys in the nineties, two thousands. Here they go again. And also what Matt Olson, they signed him to an extension too. So Braves are in really good shape moving forward for sure. All right. We got to take a quick break here on the show. Plenty more trades to get to. We've had an active trade deadline over the last 24 hours. Break it all down for you. And who could be next? sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. So naturally, before we get into these other trades, there's obviously one big one that we're following, Davis. Um, what, what are you seeing here on social media? So I'm seeing a couple different things. Bob Nightingale, who, um, you know, let's be honest, knows lots of people, but it just is not, not 100% accuracy with these. So he is reporting uh, the San Diego Padres are getting close to landing Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. The deal is not yet finalized. That is not that interesting to me because, you know, we're not getting any rumors of like, oh, this is what's being offered. This is the bargaining. What is more interesting to me is John Morosi reporting the Nationals are in the process of calling up multiple minor leaguers to the Major League Baseball Club. So they're, you know, they're calling the AA, the AAA affiliates, and they're saying, hey, you know, we need X, Y, and Z sent to D.C. or whatever. Much more interesting to me that we are now seeing the wheels turning. I don't know if it's going to be the Padres being the team, but uh, it does seem that the wheels are now turning, making it more likely that Juan Soto is actually moved today. Yeah, so I'm probably going to have my phone in hand the rest of the show here refreshing because that's just kind of the way that this is going to have to go based on this. Now, remember, uh, last year at this time, Davis, at this time, we had uh, Scherzer, uh, Max Scherzer as a member of the Padres, correct? And and he was not, right? Like, I think that was the report. And then the Dodgers either came in at the last second or somebody got it really wrong. I think everybody got it really wrong. So I, this is a huge player. So I am going to exercise caution with this stuff. But clearly what Davis is reading is accurate. And we will, we will have to see if this ends up happening. Um, naturally, that is... The rumor that the Padres are close to acquiring both Soto and Josh Bell. So we'll keep an eye on it. And naturally, when we get a confirmation of it, I think that's the time to, to bring it in. So for the time being, that's the rumor. All right, let's go uh, back to the trades that happened already. And we'll update you on trades that could happen. We mentioned Tommy Pham. We can move on from him, but he's now a member of the Boston Red Sox. Reese McGuire is going to be catching for the Chicago White Sox. They've been relatively quiet, which is surprising. Emmanuel Valdez goes to Houston, and so does Wilver Abreu. And so Boston is sort of hard to figure out at this point, that's for sure. They lose Christian Vasquez. They lose Jake, Diek- they lose Jake Diekman, and there's a player to be named later in the deal. Uh, you know, Boston's hard to figure because, again, strong fan base, Davis. You never want to give the signal that your season is over, especially when you're 500. I mean, how insane is this, Craig? What odds could we have gotten at the beginning of the season – that the Boston Red Sox on August 2nd would be in last place of the American League Central. You probably, you probably could have gotten a pretty good number from the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, risk evaluators on that. Now, granted, they are not tremendously far behind, right? I mean, you know, again, a good two weeks, and they could be in third place. They could be in second place. Uh, 57 wins for the Blue Jays, 54 for the Rays, 52 wins for both the Orioles and the Red Sox, but the Red Sox have one more loss than the Orioles. I and and to me, these moves, getting Tommy Pham, getting another catcher, you know, it's it feels very whatever to me because the Red Sox problem is basically just that their good hitters have been hitting good but not great. I mean, Devers has been great, Bogarts has been okay, JD Martinez has been below his standard this season. They have not gotten the value for the money on Trevor Story, but the problem to me doesn't really center around their offense. It's that you just don't trust – I mean, do you trust any Red Sox pitcher? I mean, is there one guy in the rotation that you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's going to go out, and when we absolutely need it, he's given us seven good innings, right? It's like, no way. It's like Nick Pavetta, okay. Like, what are we – like – and, and you know, I don't know. Like, obviously, they have a good analytics department and all of that, so I, I'm not meaning to, like, really doubt their work, 
And, and maybe some of this stuff is influenced by the division they play in and the ballpark they play in. And they're like, well, you know, spending crazy amount of money on starting pitching for us, given the offensive environment doesn't make a ton of sense. I, I, that's just pure speculation. I don't know anything about that, but it would sort of make sense to me, but this is not a world series contending team until they figure out the rotation, in my opinion. Yeah, no, and, and I agree. And, and again, you're right with, with, um, uh, Chris Sale. With Chris Sale, it's a different story. Like that, that, that's the guy that his name, like, okay, like you put that guy on the mound and he's healthy. Yes, I can see him being their ace, but they don't have one right now. Boston's in a tough spot because Davis, the one thing that you can't do. And we, if we want to indict the Cubs, Davis, for not spending money and tearing down, you kind of got to do the same with Boston. Like they're going to sell out every single game. They have an unbelievable fan base. It's really hard for them to wave the white flag at any point, especially if they're close. So Sort of a combo deal with Boston. All right, let's go to the New York Yankees here. The Yankees obviously get better. How much better? We will see. But at the deadline, they've acquired Frankie Montas from Oakland. Uh, Lou Trevino, who's had a really rough year, but was a former closer with Oakland as well. Scott Efros, pretty good pitcher. Andrew Benatendi. And naturally here, the Yankees are going to be trading a ton of prospects. And you see all the names there on your screen as you watch. But none of them, Davis, are the top five guys for the Yankees. So either the Yankees kind of felt like they were waiting to do something else bigger, or they just simply feel comfortable with who they are. They're going to win a hundred games. They're going to count on Garrett Cole. They're now going to add Montas to the mix along with some of the other pitchers that they have. And let's be honest. If the Aaron judge that we are seeing right now, Davis is the Aaron judge in the postseason, then they're going to win the world series. That's going to happen. But we just have not seen that ever. So it's like, how can I just simply say, oh yeah, Aaron judge is going to hit, having a Rose Arena postseason, he's going to hit 10 home runs and they're going to win it all. I see the other way, Davis. The Yankees get to the postseason. Some pitcher comes in. I don't know what his name is. You pick it. Verlander, Barrios, I don't know. And that guy pitches eight shutout innings against the Yankees and everyone is yelling about Aaron Boone. And then the next year, they just do the same thing over again. So I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Well, I mean, you kind of hit the nail of the head of all of this, which is of all the major sports, there's the most variance inherent in postseason baseball, right? I mean, seven games of baseball, like literally anything can happen, right? I mean, because because of just the nature. It is, it is uh, of, of the major American sports, it is the greatest amount of variance in a single game. And that's the reason why baseball plays the, you know, 162 game regular season, right? I mean, imagine, imagine, uh, you know, a 50 game, regular season of baseball, we would see all sorts of insane outcomes that are really far away from teams' true talent levels, which is why the Los Angeles Dodgers and and these teams that have exorbitant, you know, luxury tax, you know, they just don't care about the luxury tax. That's why those teams spend so much money improving the 20th through 25th guys on their roster because they want to have every edge they can. I actually think the biggest move um, that the Yankees made at this point was replacing Joey Gallows at bats with Andrew Benintendi. Now Benintendi, not a great player, not a Hall of Famer, nothing like that. But Joey Gallo was one of the worst outfield players in baseball this season. Okay, so Gallo was a good defensive third baseman. He's a pretty average defensive left fielder. You know, not not great, not horrible, but he was. I mean, truly one of the worst guys in the majors at the plate this year because, you know, generally the trade-off with him was, sure, he's going to hit 210, but he'll give you 40 home runs. But he wasn't even doing that. He was just striking out 30% of the time. I think he had 11 home runs. And now they're replacing that with a different skill set. You know, Benintendi is, is, well, maybe hit 10 home runs, you know, as, as a member of the Yankees or whatever. But he's hitting 330. He has great plate discipline. And he, he's, a good, he's a good defensive player as well. And, and in a pinch, you can probably play him in center field, which has been one of the huge problems that the Yankees have had where uh, – because, well, I don't know if you view it as a problem, but Matt Carpenter's bat has been so good, but there's nowhere to play him because then you have to put Aaron Hicks in the lineup, and you don't really want Aaron Hicks's bat in there. You don't really want Stanton or Judge playing center field because they're just going to get hurt right. playing center field. So it's a, a small move, but I think from a team construction move, it was very smart. All right, let's let's cap this off with the players who have yet to be traded. See if we can roll the dice here on a few guys. Uh, Rodon, I don't know. I, I feel like the Giants are in that Red Sox spot, Davis, where you, you can't signal to the San Francisco fans that you're out of it when you're sort of in it. So I got Rodon staying. Noah Syndergaard, that would be – I saw Philly linked with him, and Jason Stark reported that. He's you know obviously reported a lot of the Philly stuff with Dombrowski there too. So that, that does seem like a pretty smart move. 
Garrett Cooper, uh, Marlins have been really quiet thus far. They have done nothing. Pablo Lopez's name obviously has come up. I've been reporting on that. But Cooper going to somewhere else to play DH or first base could be a huge impact for them. Wilson Contreras, very surprised he's still there. So is Ian Happ. But once Soto gets moved, I think Ian Happ is an easy one to to figure out. It's it's kind of like the deal, Davis. If you don't get Soto, you have to look, look at the other pieces. And... Um, and that's sort of where we're at. Those are some of the names, at the very least. Uh, your Royals also you clearly have Barlow, and they have Stalmont, a couple of relievers. Michael A. Taylor, an outfielder too. Someone take Wit. Someone just pay anything. We we'll take a we'll take a new soda machine in the clubhouse. You know, uh, a bucket of balls, maybe some some practice. Maybe you know one of those one of those nets that they use to take uh, batting practice. We would take one of those for Whit Merrifield. I mean, there's no reason for Whit Merrifield to be playing at uh, 34 years old for the Kansas City Royals. Like, get 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 out of here. Move them on. Uh, and, and you know what's, what's – I just as we're having this conversation, the biggest thing that's bumming me out is I really thought this was going to be the year we were talking about the Angels adding some talent at the deadline, right? The Angels add a second baseman. The Angels add a pitcher. Oh, the Angels made a move to get a close. Nope. They stink. They suck. We're, instead, we're talking about the opposite, right? We're talking about, oh, does Otani want to leave? Is Trout going to get traded? So that stinks. Um, I, I, If I was a GM, I, Wilson Contreras would be number one on my shopping list. A catcher who can hit and play good defense in the post, I mean, that is huge. Like, look at, look at some of the catchers playing on these teams right now. It's like these guys, these guys can't hit a lick. Like, someone trade for Wilson Contreras. Yeah, I mean, the link was really clear to Houston, but they're too smart for me. So I got them making the right move with Vasquez and not getting Contreras. But you're right. I, I don't I don't see a path for Contreras staying. The other dynamic that I think that we do, just do have to mention before the end of this is that Major League Baseball GMs are smart, and they can hold their player till the end of the year and get a draft pick instead if they don't like the deal. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Social media is a great spot to be today. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, breaking information. Today's the Major League Baseball trade deadline, so naturally our great team is going to be retweeting and posting videos of sound, audio, video of everything that is happening. And Davis, we are, you know, before we get to fantasy reality here, it does feel like a lot of the national reporters are creeping closer and closer to saying Juan Soto to San Diego is done, although let's just be honest, it is not. But there are a lot, there's a lot of momentum at the very least toward it. Um, I, I cannot go all the way in on this, but it feels like red zone at the very least. I mean, a one-yard line seem, feels like strong, but it, I mean, it, it seems like there's a chance at least that this could happen. 
Yeah, uh, so I probably am going to wait until, you know, Jeff Passan and, and John Heyman both report this, right, to, to say it's actually done. You know, I'm looking at it, though, and one of the things that doesn't make a ton of sense to me is, like, why the, why would the Cardinals not do this? I mean, they have the way better prospects to give up compared to the, these guys that, uh, that apparently the centerpiece of this proposed deal from the Padres is this 18-year-old starting pitcher uh, Craig, I, I don't know your, your philosophy on this, but I sort of always believe that there's no such thing as a pitching prospect, right? Whereas the Cardinals can say, here's Nolan Gorman, here's Juan Yepes, and you know what, what you know the Cardinals have more starting pitching prospects and they know what to do with. That to me seems like a great deal. Now, obviously, uh, I mean, it, it would be absurd for the Cardinals ownership to call poor, right? I mean, of course they could afford to pay Juan Soto, uh, you know, whatever deal it is that he wants. But traditionally speaking, the Cardinals are less uh, willing to give out these mega contracts to these guys. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It does, it does feel like Juan Soto is going to be moved today. I think you and I were both a little bit skeptical on him getting moved yeah. until the offseason, but does, does look like it's going to get done today. That would be, that would be my guess. Yeah, it does feel like that. All right, it's time for fantasy or reality. And by the way, those of you who are watching, if there is a deal, we'll break right into whatever we're talking about and and tell you what happened. But for now, we're going to just continue on as we're going. Fantasy reality. Let's hit real quick on the PGA Tour. Obviously, Liv has come in and has shaken up golf in a very big way. Davis, bigger prize pools. A lot of the players are shifting over to play in Liv. And yeah, there have been some restrictions as far as playing in other tournaments. But the PGA has been in a really tough spot. They're the ones that are looking bad by saying we may not let you play in some of these tournaments by going to uh, play over in the live tournament. One option is obviously just raising the prize pool. We know the PGA is making a ton of money. It's like pretending the Southeastern Conference doesn't make money, Davis. Fantasy or reality, paying out record prize money will save the PGA Tour. So, I mean, I guess to begin with, I, the PGA Tour is in no trouble of disbanding, not existing, not making money um, because they have, you know, they have all these TV contracts. They have all these contract signs with sponsor deals and, and all of these things. But uh, we are, you know, obviously we're seeing worse golf. Uh, the Wyndham Championship this week and the Rocket Mortgage Classic last week were particularly brutal fields. Although Tony Fee now winning in back-to-back weeks was pretty cool. You don't see it that all that often. And, um, you know, the live events, they stink, right? The golf stinks, the courses stink. There's like no fans there. I, I think the live, uh, the, the social media accounts were like saying, oh, they had 20,000 people there or something like that, which is like, you get that for some high school football games in the United States, you know, 20,000 is, is absolutely nothing. But in terms of keeping Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, guys like this, increasing the prize pool, 100% is going to matter. Um, it's it, also keeping, you know, like young guys, right? Like, uh, you know, Chris Goddard up the guy who is, is coming off the corn Ferry tour and, uh, you know, T five, a couple events this season. So I, I got reality. I mean, this is, this is totally reality. They absolutely have to make the prize pools bigger for all of these tournaments. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Uh, it feels like we're getting closer and closer to this baseball trade happening for now. Let me just weigh in. Uh, I, I don't think that the PGA Tour needs saving. I think that this is, uh, to me, the Live Tournament is not here to stay. I think it'll be really popular for the next couple of years when uh, they do realize that they're just spending so much money on on nothing, essentially, just to be competitive. Um, I, I don't know that the Live uh, Tournament is here for the long term. PGA, simply put, will pay out more money and they will up the prize pool. But in time, I think that they all go back to the PGA Davis. I I just personally don't think that this is something we're going to see in 10 years from now. I think it's fleeting. And when you got a lot of money, you can throw money at things just to see what happens. And I think that's what this live uh, tournament is. So I got fantasy. I don't think the PGA tour needs saving. I think it'll be completely fine. Just feels bad right now. I think that's probably the best way to put it. All right. With all the trades going on, the Colorado Rockies in the offseason made one of the more bizarre, well, two of the more bizarre moves. Of course, they got rid of Nolan Arenado a couple of years ago, and then they ended up signing, they ended up signing uh, Chris Bryant to a long-term contract. Now, naturally, the Rockies are always going to be trying to shake the tree and move around. So do you think that the Rockies, fantasy reality, should get out of Chris Bryant's contract today? 
Um, I mean, if they can find anyone to take it, if there is a single team out there who is willing to do it and eat a bunch of the money or only have the Rockies pay, you know, 20% of his money, 30% of his money, totally. The Rockies are, are one of these organizations totally uh, in the, you know, in the Stone Age. But I got breaking news here from our friend John Morosi. Now, again, John Morosi is, this is kind of like uh, listening to Rap Sheet before Schefter with the... Uh, the NBA, but John Morosi is stating the Nats are set to receive CJ Abrams, Robert Hassey, the third James Wood and Jarlin Susana for Juan mm-hmm. Soto and Josh Bell. So we will, uh, we will see, but uh, it, it, it certainly, I will say this, there is a lot of smoke and uh, we are investigating the fire right now. Yeah, for sure. And you know, others are saying that it is not completely done, but regardless, it does feel like there's a lot of momentum toward this. So that naturally means that Juan Soto will be a member of the San Diego Padres and and so will Josh Bell. So Padres are very clearly all in the season. And now we got to find out how the Dodgers react to this, if at all. We will see. All right. Uh, well, I'll update this for you as we go for sure. Let's uh, continue on here uh, and move on to fast food. We, we talk a lot of fast food here on the show. doesn't feel like the right time for this. But we do talk a lot of fast food. Fantasy or reality, Davis, you would work for free at Chick-fil-A. I think I know the answer to this. This is probably the easiest thumbs down of all time. These programs, uh, like the idea that this program would even exist in a developed country in the first world here in the United States of America, it's embarrassing um, this, uh, like, obviously you cannot, you cannot exploit pe- hungry people for their labor, uh, fantasy. I of course would not work at Chick-fil-A or at any place for free. Like, I mean, I don't even really like Chick-fil-A anyways, but there is not, uh, there is not a, a food group, a food item, an establishment, a rest. I mean, there's just nothing in the world that would, uh, that would get me to work for free. I am, uh, I am not in the business of giving away my labor cheaply. Okay. Fantasy for me, and we're going to move on uh, because obviously this is nonsense we're talking about when we got, and, and again, this is normally the format of the show, but you know, I, I think people tuning in to watch us and we're talking about Chick-fil-A, they're going to change the channel. Let's, let's go to this Juan Soto deal. All right. So if the names are reported accurately, Davis, in this, and that still remains to be seen, let me go over what this means. So CJ Abrams was a former first round pick of the Padres. He can obviously play the infield. He can play the outfield. I don't think thus far he's had a great start to his career. Since I'm talking, you can Google that. I don't think it's gone that well. I think really the key name in this, as far as their offensive future for the Padres, is Robert Hassel III. James Wood, I believe, is also a top 20 prospect for the Padres. But I think that the thing, uh, I think that the thing that really strikes me here, Davis, is that the reason why it feels a little bit light is because the Padres are just like kind of getting Josh Bell as like a throw-in. And Josh Bell's had a really good year, too. And I'm surprised that nobody was willing to, you know, just sort of say, hey, hold off on this deal for a minute. You can take Soto, but we want Josh Bell. I, I did not see him as an afterthought in this. And it's sort of, it kind of feels like that looking at this deal. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, what what team, what contending team is hurting at first base or DH right now? Right? I mean, obviously the Dodgers not hurting at first base or DH, the Astros, they, they chose to acquire Mancini instead of Josh Bell. Um, you know, the, the Mets, they, they have first base and DH taken care of. So it's like uh, a guy who is, you know, for, for a DH or first base to be like a huge trade acquisition guy, they got to be Pete Alonso. They got to be Aaron Judge. They got to be, you know, they have to be a guy with a 360 weighted on base average, 45 home run power. And Josh Bell, good player not a great player. So this feel, and, and, you know, this obviously is a move that is going to help the Padres significantly because uh, it's going to mean that uh, my guy, Eric Hosmer basically is not going to appear for them at all in the postseason, other than as, you know, I guess a defensive replacement or a, a pinch hitter or whatever. But uh, you know, CJ Abrams, pretty interesting guy. Cause he, uh, you know, he is one of those guys who has been phenomenal in the minor leagues and he is still very young so he is only 21 years old he did get um, 139 plate appearances in the major leagues this year and then got sent back down he was striking out a ton only hitting 232 but very good in the major or in the minors 314 seven home runs 10 steals and 151 plate appearances in the minors so you know i guess good for the nats you know and they and they get this pitching prospect where you never know what's going to happen with the pitching prospect but in the end 
they are a crappy team and they did not want to give Juan Soto what Juan Soto in his camp felt he was worth. Yeah, and I think so. So let, let's uh, let's hit on the Padres here, Davis, for a minute. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Juan Soto on the same team, okay? Now, at first blush, I, I feel like you, you look at this and think, oh my gosh, like they're going to beat the Dodgers, but I don't know. Like, I still think, that, why, why are the Dodgers still the favorite to me? Uh, well, because the Dodgers are better. They have they have better. They got they have they, and and you know I think the market is correctly assuming that any sort of movement that takes place from now until the Padres start, the Dodgers are going to be at uh, at the top at the top line. I mean, and the Dodgers, uh, like we we know these names, but the Dodgers' high end talent is just as good, right? Mookie Betts, also like you know MV, MVP candidate Trey Turner, amazing player. Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, uh, certainly better than anyone. Uh, you know, from the left side of the plate that, that, I mean, Freeman is a better power hitter than Soto. I guess Soto is the better overall hitter. Will Smith, great hitting catcher. And, and they are also, you know, the other thing is the Dodgers are so deep. There's not an injury that the Dodgers can have that they can't cover and they will be getting guys back off of the injured list. You know, Walker Bueller and Dustin May, uh, probably Bueller. They'll get back. May, I don't think they'll get back this year because he's undergoing Tommy John, but you know, like even after these trades, Nomar Mazzara is still going to be on this team. You know, Trent Grisham, who has completely fallen off a plate, still going to have to play a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the Padres obviously made themselves a lot better today, but the Dodgers are, are still the best team in the National League. All right, Jim Bowden also says Mackenzie Gore is going to the Washington Nationals. That makes more sense. That's that's big. Yeah, that's big. Right, obviously. That's that's you know, I knew I knew that there had to be something missing from this. Also, uh, we when we we're going to take a break and come back uh, with a story now that's percolating. Apparently, a very big story in the NFL too. We could have some resolution on this Miami Dolphins investigation uh, with the potential of of uh, their owner. Um, with everything that had gone on with the Brian Flores stuff, as far as like draft picks and suspensions, I want to make sure I get this right before I report it. So let's do this. We'll take a time out and we'll have that for you when we come back. And also the final deal uh, between the uh, Padres and the national lot going on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, as the trade for Juan Soto is getting finalized, Joel Sherman uh, of the New York Post is reporting that uh, Eric Hosmer is headed back to Washington in that deal to offset some of the salary because of all the prospects the Padres are getting. So tough scene for Hosmer going from a team maybe poised to win the World Series uh, to a team that's out of it. Maybe, maybe honestly, Davis, maybe Washington can flip him like in the next five hours somewhere else. I'm hopeful, man, that would be terrible for that guy to have to do this in one of his final years playing. Regardless, NFL uh, update here. We got big news on the Miami Dolphins and a suspension of their owner. What happened? 
So there, uh, the Miami Dolphins were basically attempting to tamper and get Tom Brady to be their quarterback as he was leaving New England. There were all these rumors that Brian Flores didn't want to do it, right? And that, and by the way, there's huge ammunition for the pending Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL in this case because the Miami Dolphins have now been forced to forfeit their 2023 first-round pick and their 2024 third round pick as a result of the league's investigation and their tampering. Also, I don't know what this means, but Steven Ross has been suspended. I, I don't, what, what is, does that mean? Steven Ross can't check his email. Like, I, I don't, I, this, this part seems like, I don't, I don't really get the point of suspending Steven Ross. Now, obviously finding him one and a half million dollars is a pretty big deal. Um, but, uh, and, and do remember the dolphins do still have a first round pick next season that they got right. in the Trey Lance trade from the San Francisco 49ers. So maybe not as bad as it appears on first blush, but they were not going to have the ammunition to move up in the draft. Now, if they wanted to get to you number three to take a quarterback next year, maybe so maybe a longer leash for Tua as a result of the dolphins failed chase to get Tom Brady on their roster. All right. So there you have it. Lots happening here on Fantasy Sports today. One of the busier shows we've had. Probably our busiest show over 2022, for sure, no doubt. So I would advise you to keep it here on the grid. At uh, Coming up at 2 o'clock, we're back live here for another edition of Newswire. I will recap all of this stuff for you, and we'll go over all the trades in baseball. We'll analyze them and have a lot of fun along the way. Uh, until then, have a great day, everyone. Get back here, too. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.